Hello and welcome to Second Look, the show from Outset where we pause and examine things going on in politics and culture. I'm your host, Benjamin Green. You can find me on Twitter at BGreenAZ. And during today's episode, I'd really like you to live tweet your reactions to me while you listen. And, you know, if you listen like while you're exercising or something, go ahead and just let me know after it's done what you thought of the episode. And go ahead and use the hashtag second look. And if you mention me at BGreenAZ, I'll doubly make sure to get that. But I'd really like to know what you think about today's episode. And today we're going to be talking about bravery in America. But really quickly, I just want to mention our wonderful sponsor. They've been here since day one, Octopod. Uh, and they have mobile chargers for you to take on the go. Check them out at octo-pod.com and use the coupon code OUTSET when you check out. That's octo-pod.com slash OUTSET. And use the coupon code OUTSET. So this was Memorial Day weekend. And Memorial Day is a very serious holiday. Uh, it's a time where where we as Americans are supposed to pause and... Um, Remember the sacrifice that men and women in uniform have made from the founding of this nation to defending it every day. It's one of the more somber holidays in this country as we recognize the bravery of those who risk their lives and those families who risk losing their loved ones for the purposes of defending liberty, defending our Constitution, and um, protecting American interests around the world. And there are a lot of great arguments and discussions to be had about the role of our military, about... um, the size of our military, but I'm thankful that we have days like Memorial Day where we can just set all of that aside for one day and remember the sacrifices that have been made on our behalf. You know, we wouldn't be able to be here and argue about the role of the military if it weren't for the military. And, um... This Memorial Day, more so than others, I've been trying to train myself uh, to be a more reflective person. I, I don't have that in my nature. And so this Memorial Day, I really tried to make sure to uh, pause and think about for a while uh, the people I know who have been in the military. I personally have not lost a loved one, but I have known many military veterans and um Each one of them has lost loved ones from their units or just people they knew. Um, And I'm I'm very thankful for all who are willing to go and serve and give up a lot of comfort. You know, I was just talking to a military veteran this past weekend who said when he was deployed in Afghanistan, he could only brush his teeth 
uh, every so often. And so he just like didn't do it. He only brushed his teeth once every two weeks. And that really kind of stuck out to me because I love brushing my teeth. I, I really like the feeling of my mouth after it's been all cleaned by the toothpaste and stuff. And, but in Afghanistan, you might not always have water, so you just don't brush your teeth or you, you go for three months without a shower or even longer than that. I, I don't even know half of the stuff they've had to go through. And I really do appreciate the, the sacrifice that it takes to even join the military. But beyond that, those who are willing to lay down their life to protect the freedoms of others. You know, I, uh, it was just from a TV show, but it seemed rather poignant to me. It was a line from a a TV show I was watching once where there was this militant group who was trying to violently take back their rights. And one character on the show said, you would be willing to kill to protect your rights but a real soldier would be willing to die to protect someone else's. And I just liked that sentiment. And all all of this has gotten me thinking about bravery. It's a very brave thing uh, for a wife to let her husband go and join Marine Corps Recon. It's a very brave thing for a husband to go without his wife for two years as they have a daughter growing up at home and she's deployed in South Korea. Every aspect of military life is brave. Um, Those going abroad are what we often focus on, but the kids of military parents have to be brave. I was just speaking to uh, a little girl Sunday morning at church whose dad is um, not at home right now because of his role in the military. And, you know, this is a little three-year-old girl, and she was just saying, you know, my daddy is gone for a long time. And that takes a lot of bravery to be able to wake up every day not knowing if you'll ever see them again and just carry on your life. And then for those who do go abroad, it obviously takes bravery to sign up. It takes bravery to um, not quit, go AWOL. (laughs) It It takes bravery to do your duty honorably. And this value of bravery is, at its core, I feel, a very American value. Like, and I don't, I don't say this in such a way to imply that people from other nations aren't brave, rather that in America it's essential that citizens are brave. And it's something I feel we're losing. Um, it's... I, as we live a more and more comfortable life, we tend to lose sight of the fact that life takes bravery. Life isn't 
easy. You know, you ask someone who lived through the Great Depression about um, having food on the table, and it, it, you'll get a completely different answer from someone who grew up in New York City in the early 2000s in a middle or high-income family who has food on the table every day, no question. And in past generations, whether because of war or hardship or um, looking back when during the Manifest Destiny period as people were settling the West... It, it took a lot of bravery to live a daily life in America. You know, back in the Revolution, those men who signed the Declaration, who, who put themselves out there as rebels against the most powerful nation on earth, that took a lot of bravery. You know, you could have been drawn and quartered, or I, I, like terrible things could have happened to them and all their families, but they did it anyway. If we look in the period of slavery, slaves would um, escape, even though it meant if they didn't try to, excuse me, if they didn't succeed at escaping, it would mean terrible things for them and their family, but they were willing to risk it anyway. And the Underground Railroad was a very courageous thing. And um, in periods of economic difficulty, like the Great Depression, the People would go out and work these terribly dangerous jobs to be able to just bring home food for their children. And I I really respect the bravery of previous generations of Americans. And I worry about this generation, which I feel doesn't have that... those instincts. Um, living every day with courage is not something you hear from a lot of millennials. You're more likely to hear, I don't know, the kind of YOLO philosophy. You only live once, go do whatever you want, and and less um, be willing to put yourself on the lines for others and more be willing to do what's best for yourself, no matter what others think. And I don't think that's healthy. I don't think that's a good shift in our American thinking. So today, I just wanted to examine a few issues that I feel like reflect this loss of bravery and maybe talk a little bit about why I think it's so important that we recapture this American idea of bravery. And uh, it fits in really well with current things going on with the NSA. If you ask someone, what is America? You're likely to get a lot of different answers. Some people will say it's an idea. Some people will say it's the 50 states. Some people will say it's the federal government. Some people will say it's the land we live in. Some people will say it's the land of the free, a free country. But, uh... Another description of America from our own national anthem, the home of the brave, I'd, I'd imagine you wouldn't get as many people who would say, if you ask them what is America, they would answer the home of the brave. I, I feel like that would be a much more rare answer. And 
I, I've thought about this a lot. I work for my job at a lot of sporting events, and so I hear the national anthem probably more than most people do. And I, I hear this refrain, and it just strikes me every time. Does that star-spangled banner yet wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the brave? To which I say the answer is no. Yes, the flag's still there, but our freedoms are diminishing in certain ways, and I don't think that our country as a whole can be considered brave anymore, and that makes me sad. Now, this, what what I mentioned a moment ago with the NSA, we may or may not be about to live through the expiration of the Patriot Act, um, which came into effect as counterterrorism with 9-11. And one of the more controversial aspects of the Patriot Act is it empowered the NSA to collect information about every single American. They can write a warrant that says the phone company's name on it, and instead of an individualized warrant, and then they can go and collect the information of every single customer of that phone company. Now, this has been getting a lot of press lately because Rand Paul filibustered to try and delay um, NSA legislation last week, and and then he raised a bunch of objections to it on the Senate floor before they recessed for Memorial Day weekend. So it's going to come to the floor again uh, Sunday, May 31st. And um, we'll see if this Section 215 is renewed, if the whole Patriot Act is renewed, or if it all goes away. I, for one, am firmly against this bulk collection of data. Um, For one thing... At least publicly, they've not pointed to a single instance where it um, aided completely in the capture of a terrorist. They they haven't come out and publicly named one case where they got a guy who was trying to blow up a building. <laughs> and for another, I think it's very unconstitutional and very un-American. Um, one presidential candidate in... I, as all this has been discussed these past weeks, everyone's been really talking about it. Rand Paul is pushing the issue more than most, but he's been criticized by many people in both parties and defended by many people in both parties. It's really interesting to see where the party line split on this one is. But one presidential, uh, Republican presidential candidate tweeted out a graphic that said, nothing matters if we aren't safe. And I I was just really struck by that. And I feel that's so very wrong and un-American. Can you imagine John Hancock, who signed his name huge on the Declaration of Independence, saying, nothing matters if we aren't safe, so let's just put up with this... British government, I, I, it goes against the very values that resulted in the founding of this great nation. And 
Nothing matters if we aren't safe. What does that say about bravery? You know, I know that every time I go to a public place, I attend a large university. There could be any number of people. There could be a shooter. There could be a bomber. There could be just someone could come up and mug me on campus. We have over 40,000 students. I mean, it's a large campus. I'm not safe. I, I'm just not safe every day, and, and I'm okay with it. I, I'm willing to live in a country where I have that threat of maybe being shot or bombed or something, and yet, if that doesn't happen, I'm more free. You know, we look at nations like, say, the United Kingdom. Uh, London is covered in cameras. It's, it's everywhere. Or if we come home in New York City, there, there are cameras all over the place, traffic cameras and all sorts of surveillance cameras. You're kind of just being watched everywhere you are. And maybe that does keep us a little safe, but I, for one, would rather never be watched and take the risk. And live life courageously. And with this data collection from the NSA, I feel like it's very, very wrong. I mean, setting aside the issues of blanket warrants, which uh, very specifically in our Constitution, it says that people will be secure in their papers and stuff... Great constitutional accurate language there. It says papers and stuff if you look in ancient, you know, original manuscripts. I'm I'm original drafts of it. I'm pretty sure it had the word stuff in there. Um unless there's an individual warrant, then you're allowed to go and search and seize papers. The the NSA is basically turning every single American into a suspect. And are the American people really okay with having the government know everything about them? From your phone data, coupled with other data publicly available on the internet, the NSA, the government, can figure out exactly who you are, exactly where you are, and I don't want the government knowing that about me. I would much rather live life without government invasion. You know, people say, well, we'd have to live in fear of a suicide bomber. I'd rather live with the knowledge that a suicide bomber could, bomber could come and uh, blow me up as I'm eating at a McDonald's than the knowledge that the government could come and raid my home because, well, I attend a Baptist church and maybe someone else from a Baptist church uh, committed a crime. So then, am I related to them? I I don't want that world. I, I don't want that brave new world of 1984 where where the government controls everything, every aspect of your life from birth till death. And... It takes bravery to be able to say, look, I'm willing to take the risk. And I truly hope that people will 
be able to say as this Patriot Patriot Act reauthorization comes up, we'll be able to stop and say, hey, look, I'm willing to take the risk. I'm willing to stand up and be brave. And call your senators, folks. Call your representatives. Uh, Don't let them reauthorize this. Let's be brave together. And now I'd just like to mention our sponsor again, and I I keep making a big deal out of the fact that they've been there since show one, but it really is pretty cool. Octopod, they're great. We would not be able to put this on without them. So I'm super grateful for their sponsorship of Outset and of Second Look specifically. I would not be able to do this without their help. And their products really are fantastic. The one I really like to bring up is the charging cable that can charge all your devices at once. Maybe you have an iPad, but you have a, an Android phone or Windows phone that uses a micro USB charger, and you can have one cord that charges both of those, and then one battery backup that also charges both of those. That's just really cool. And I I really hope that you'll check them out and take a look and buy some stuff. Uh, octo-pod.com slash outset. Use the coupon code outset at checkout. Now, another aspect of this security versus privacy issue that hasn't been getting as much attention, but actually Rand Paul has gotten attention for in the past, is with the TSA. Um, I, for one, have only made two flights in my life. Well, it was one round-trip flight. I, I think that still counts as two flights. I don't know. But I got pat down by the TSA the very first time I ever flew. It was a couple years ago, and I accidentally had a coin in my pocket, and so it set off the scanner thing. But I was flying on Independence Day, July 4th, and I was just struck again that day. There was a woman going through the screening in the lane next to me, and she was wearing a shirt that said, Land of the Free and Home of the Brave. As we were both emptying out our bags of electronics and a woman in the next lane was being told she had to throw away her shampoo because it was too big. And then we both walked through these scanners and then I had to get pat down by a TSA agent. What part of that exudes bravery? What part? I... Are planes really, are the threats to the security of Americans, specifically on an airplane, really that much more serious now than they were 30 years ago, than they were 14 years ago, before the events of September 11th? I, don't get me wrong here, I understand that there's a very serious need for security on planes. Uh, A plane is essentially a giant weapon. We've seen this many times. Um, On 9-11, one of the most tragic examples with the Twin Towers and the Pentagon attacks, but more recently, there was that German Wings plane where the co-pilot just 
flew it into the ground and killed everyone on board. You know, that's still a, a giant weapon. And I, I, I get that, and I understand that it needs to be secure and protected, but there has to be a better way. You know, to get on to my two-hour flight from Phoenix to Indianapolis, I had to open up my bag and let other people go through it. I had to step into a scanner that essentially created a 3D image of my body with no clothes on. I had to get... um pat down by an agent of the federal government because I had a coin in my pocket that alerted them to metal on my body. I... I don't... I was not, like, traumatized by my experience with the TSA, but isn't it all just a little ridiculous? How is it brave to have this attitude that, you know, we don't have to be secure in our persons. You know, the the TSA agent didn't have a warrant to search my backpack, didn't have a warrant to search my body, and yet the federal government says, hey, look, if you want to take a flight on a plane in America, you got to put up with this. And so that's how they get around the... The law there is they say, well, no one's forcing you to make this flight. No one's forcing you to um, buy your tickets. You could uh, buy your own private plane and get your pilot's license and fly yourself. But I I don't like this. I, and it's not just me throwing a hissy fit. It just feels wrong. I... I can't fathom how we've reached this point. We often call the generation of those who went and fought in World War II the greatest generation because they had to give up so much. So many young men went off to war, so few came back. And and we think of battles like Iwo Jima where they fought for weeks and weeks just to gain a mile. Or... Uh, battles like the Battle of the Bulge, where very few survived. I was lucky enough to have a great, great friend, and an older couple from my church growing up, who just really loved me and treated me wonderfully, and um, they've both since passed away, but I do miss them dearly. And he was a survivor of the Battle of the Bulge. You know, he was right there uh, standing up to Nazi Germany. And I I wonder if during the time that that generation was the age that the millennial generation is now, would they have put up with this? Or would they have said, hey, look, we'd rather be unsafe and free. You know, there's a quote attributed to Benjamin Franklin. I guarantee you've heard it, and it's there are all sorts of varieties of it, but what it boils down to is anyone who would value safety over liberty won't get either one. And 
Another aspect of this debate, with the TSA specifically, haven't the terrorists won? When you think about what a terrorist is, it's someone who wants to strike fear into the hearts of another people by taking a drastic action. You know, we call it a terrorist attack because they blow up a building so that everyone is afraid that, well, maybe they'll blow up my building next. So after 9-11, with the, the Patriot Act, the NSA and the TSA were just empowered hugely out of fear. Have we let the terrorists win? I'm not sure. But sometimes it does feel like it. You know, we, we live in fear when we should be living in bravery. And that about wraps it up for today's episode. I hope you had a good Memorial Day weekend. I hope you had a good time with friends and family, but I hope you didn't forget that the reason why we can enjoy this freedom, this liberty, is because there are those who are willing to give everything to defend it. You know, in the Bible, it says, Greater love has no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. You may not be friends with every single American soldier who has laid down their life, but you probably know one person, at the very least, who is willing to go and fight and risk everything for you. And I hope that we as a country appreciate that. I hope that we try to emulate the bravery that that takes. That we stop putting up with these assaults on our liberty. That we would be brave and say, hey, look, I'm willing to live in danger. Because liberty is more important than safety. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope you have a great week. But between now and next week, I do hope you'll take the time to look up the show on iTunes, subscribe, give it a good rating. We love five stars, but give it an honest rating. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, at BGreenAZ. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, if you use the hashtag second look, I'd really like to know what you think. Do you agree that bravery is being lost rapidly from American society? Do you think we should end the Patriot Act? Let me know what you think, because I don't claim to have all the answers. Make sure you follow my awesome editor at Outset Magazine, Stephen Perkins. Check out his program, which airs later this week. His Twitter username is at Stephen underscore Perkins. Of course, follow at Outset Magazine to make sure you have all all the latest information and updates. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.